am your host, the King. And today is a special edition of the JW Mega Wake World. We got some fresh EPs and some singles right off the press. We're taking a call from the beginning of 420. Um, and the virtual audience is So we uh, have a fresh EP uh, that was just uh, released today by an artist called uh, Leah Dunn. Uh, it's going to be on Tiki Desk uh, this week. Um, it's on Spotify, her new um, uh, album. It's called Wetsuit, and this is a song called Back.
things that we discover in people staring back at us. in a quarantineville over here going on for Josh uh, just um, sitting back at a Muni Radio here on the same show maybe six months ago and everything else has changed around us we got the masks and the gloves we have an open mic uh, or not sorry an open uh, street comedy um, after the show um, here at 7 o'clock so it's pretty fun very low key Clean comedy. And uh, we have a couple of uh, fresh uh, singles out today. Um, a little jazz to kind of switch things up a little bit. And, uh, here in uh, Munich, FMville. song and I really like it. 
took that uh, Brubeck track was as spiritual for you as it was for me here at MutiRadio.fm. Here is a uh, local artist called Sunk. Here is a song that's called Trapezoid. We got some Lucy's coming up for you, and we have a comedian calling in at 4:20. So in about eight minutes.
Sock here, mutinyradio.fm, here on a Friday night. What a week the week can mean anymore. Um, we are doing an outdoor comedy here at 7 o'clock. I'm sorry about you. Uh, we have a comedian that's calling in in about four minutes. I'm going to be playing um, a band, a local band here called The Lucy's. They just came out with a, uh, a single today, and uh, that is what this track is. Oh, you got is. control. It's giving me trouble here. Gosh, it's got all the money. They got all the ads. They got all the money in the world. They could just run these ads. You have to listen to Justin Bieber before you can even, um, like 20 times before you can even play a song. Here we go. No, this isn't, this isn't for you. Yeah, so I'd be curious of the artists out there using Spotify if they're experiencing that where it's like you go and you try to listen to a track and you got to get through like 20 advertisements. I don't know, but then they have the niche with with Instagram where you could you could share like your your music on your story, which is pretty cool. Um, and there's some great features about it, but I've just been experiencing a bunch of ads. So um, let's see here. I am going to uh, play another uh, Leah Dunn track here. Um, this one is called "The West."
there. We got Drea Myers on the line. Hello. Hey, what's up? I know you're slamming sets out there. <laughs> you really using what? this? What? Yeah, you're re really using this lockdown to your advantage out here. What are you saying? What's to my advantage? Of uh, this lockdown. Lockdown? Oh yeah. Sure am. <laughs> what are you doing over there at 4:20 p.m.? Um, you know what it is? I'm just sitting back here with a kombucha and a marijuana cigarette. Drinking kombucha? Yeah. Yeah. That's I got hilarious. What flavor is it? Um, I have the bubbly uh, probiotic tea. It's blood orange and carrot ginger. I gotta think. Oh carrots, wow. I guess. How healthy. It does. It makes me feel a little better. Can you hear me okay? Oh yeah, you're loud and clear. Okay. Yeah. You're like you're like breaking up a little bit. I don't know if it's me or your side, but I think uh, I'm. I can hear you loud and clear. Can you not hear me? <laughs> are we on the radio right now or yeah, what? Yeah, we are totally. Yeah, we're loud. We're we're live and and rolling right now. So what do you usually do during this time? So this time usually I would give away prizes. Okay. Uh, so usually like I'll, I'll have somebody call in at 420. But in this case, just because there's so many artists coming out with new uh, albums and, and singles, where I felt like it, it made sense to, to play some tracks first, you know, because if you got somebody call in like right off the bat, then I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I know that um you you know, you've been on this outdoor comedy for the past couple of weeks. Are you gonna you're gonna be out here tonight as well? Uh maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Gosh, it's been fun times. I mean, given the circumstances. Um there's something that's kind of organically cool happening on the corner. I remember one time you had done a set and there was this uh police officer that became a part of it. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, and that was, um, when was that, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago? So it was like right in the middle of the big-ass protest. <laughs> um, so that was a scary moment for me, <laughs> to have a cop drive-by right in the middle of my set after <laughs> I've been protesting. That was awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, now, I mean, gosh, it's like old news now. I mean, being locked down since, you know, mid-March, I know that, you know, you're normally doing shows out there. Um, so how have, you, how have you been able to kind of use this time? I don't know. I mean, who's use actually working? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to find more sets. There's more and more venues opening up. So Sacramento is almost completely open. And then Santa Cruz is pretty open. So now it's just like a treasure hunt to, like, find spots to do, like sets. Um, and then I was running my own outdoor mics for, like, three weeks. So I did that in June, early June. Wait, what month is it right now? It's Dude, I, I don't have a job. I'm just freaking <laughs> I don't do shit. <laughs> I don't do shit. I just do comedy. So I'm like, what day is it? I don't even know. I just do it by like the gig, like whatever gig I have. I'm like, all right, it's this day. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Pam's like, yeah. Do you have a time. job? Do you have a day job? Do I? 
Are you asking me personally? Yeah. Because that'd be a fun question to ask or to answer. Um, <laughs> I am, I'm a candy, coffee, distrib distributor. Um, and so that's what I do for my my daytime job. I mean, obviously it's it's died down a lot of places. The retail uh, market is booming, but I mean, you think about all these offices that were giving away complimentary. Damn, so you just distribute candy and coffee? You're like an adult ice cream man? You're just out here with candy and coffee for the world? Basically, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny, you know, you tell people on, you know, that you meet that you're a candy um, sales. What'd you say? It's what? It's just, um, so what's, what's interesting is like right now, I mean, that's one of the conversations I feel like anyone listening in too, it's like one of the first conversations you have with someone. It's like, hey, what do you do? Well, I mean, right now, most people are unemployed or unemployed, um, but to actually tell somebody legitimately that you're a candy <laughs> distributor, like, I might be better <laughs> off just telling people I'm Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse or something. That might be a better way of, like, to describe, you know, what I'm doing. Um, but it's, uh, it's really fun. Obviously, the office coffee market has died down to the point where, I mean, none of these offices are open, so it's the the demand and um, is changing um, but I've always been a you know I was an artist before I was anything else so I don't know I'm just jamming away on the you know musical instrument and what uh, the guitar guitar is my main instrument yeah that's that's my main my main thing I like to think of myself as a comedic singer songwriter I remember I told Pam when I met her that I um, I'd like to consider mm. but I think with music people don't you, I don't know it's more subliminal. Like for me, it's fun and it's it's funny, funny to me, um, because it's like maybe this inside joke that nobody gets except for me. But it's enjoyable, um, and so I, I really en enjoy that. Um, and I don't know. Um. So you do comedic music. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's more it's more improv. I feel like that's more where I could relate as far as like the comedy I feel, I feel like people would stare at me i think i'm more of a comedic actor than i am a comedic or stand-up you know, i think people just look at me really oh. awkward, you know did you do um just regular music before that or was it always comedic music um so i owe i'm mean, from the beginning like so i've been a recording artist since the age of seven and since even from the beginning i was just writing kind of my own things I, my biggest like inspiration was a cousin who's five years older than me and uh, i think he he had lessons but he had told me he was like jw he was like you gotta just whatever if you're gonna play it just make it your own style so no matter what i cover even if i try to cover something i would just kind of make it my own style and so it sounded like nothing for many years until i was maybe about 12 but um yeah i mean it was all joking i mean Dumb and Dumber is my one of my biggest. That's my whole. That's my foundation there. If you, if you can imagine, I think a lot of people out there could relate. Dumb and Dumber is like my my foundation and like my anthem. And so that is deeply engraved. In Dumb and Dumber, the movie. Yeah. So I mean, it's just completely en engraved in me to the, the core as a person. I mean, and uh, so I don't know. I'm pretty sarcastic, I think. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I've literally never heard anyone be like, yeah, my whole entire life motivation is that movie Dumb and Dumber. Foundation. Like, yeah, I know. Like, like which part? Like, the fucking acting or um, 
you mean like for comedy? Um, for for everything. I feel like you know that's just kind of where it all started. And maybe you're a four or five year old kid, you know, and you're in kindergarten, and this movie comes out, and it's somewhat like kid friendly, and um, you know, I I just that movie is not kid friendly. What are you talking about? Yes, it is. It is. They 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 totally made it clean. Yeah, I mean, there what? was a lot of weird stuff. I mean, my, what is it? Um, when they're driving away from the scene when they had stolen. So do you remember when they they were sitting at the dining table, and some guy? So he told Harry, Jim Carrey had told Harry, uh, to throw. Um, or Lloyd Christmas told him to throw the salt over his shoulder because it was bad luck because he spilled the salt, and then he hit yeah. some big guy. And then he got up, <laughs> and then the big guy was like, "Who sh- who threw this salt shaker at me?" You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, and so then, then they, of course, went out to the table like they were going to, like they apologized, and they weren't. They were said they were going to take the tab, but then they tricked them into getting their tab, and then they ran off. Wow! Just the the length and the excitement with which you're describing this, I could just tell it's like your favorite movie ever. Yeah, but then they're, they're running away because they think that uh, this guy's going to come back and get them, and then they get pulled over by, what's his name, the cop. And he, he says, he goes to pull him over, and he says, uh, he says, pull over. And then Harry rolls down the window. He's like, you know, it's a carnigan, but thanks for noticing. <laughs> wow. And then, he, then uh, Jim Carrey, Lloyd Christmas, uh, had to go to the bathroom so bad but they were running away from him, so he filled up all the beer bottles. And so the cop thought that they were drinking, and then he insisted to, to drink one of the beer bottles. Yeah, that's exactly why that movie is not kid-friendly. I don't know. I think it is. I mean, it was borderline, though. It was definitely for I the mean, borderline. maybe if you're like a 90s kid, but like nowadays, that is not a kid-friendly movie. Yeah. There was a lot of scenes I think that they cut out later on, but um, yeah, I mean that that and um, Tommy Boy's, uh, Tommy Boy, Chris Barley and Black Sheep, um, those are oh yeah, good ones, yeah. those are classics. What, I mean, what were you into when you were a kid? What, what? What were you What were you into when you were like that age, like five or six? What was I into when I was a kid? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. <laughs> You mean like movies and shit or what? Yeah, movies or. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a weird question. Uh, now I have to like think back to when I was like a kid, and then I'm just like getting flashbacks of shit. I'm just like, why am I walking, walking this far back in my memory right now? Um, like let's see, hole. fucking, what's that one? Oh, Hocus Pocus. Oh hell yeah. That was good. Yeah. That's that great. was like my favorite movie ever for like that forever. That was a really good movie. I remember that. And now I'm a witch. Thank you. I always had a thing. Yeah. I don't know. The whole witch thing is cool to me. I don't have an issue <laughs> with witches. I'm just kidding. I'm not a witch. Oh, no. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. Witches are cool, though. Can you? I, I feel like bias, people yeah. that are witches are just people that say they're witches, right? There's no like... There's no, like, official test that you take to become a witch or something. It's like a religion or some shit, right? Yeah, 
it's it's interesting. I wonder how that whole thing even like, got brought up. You know, talking about you know unconscious biases and you know whatever stereotyping. You know, for the time, like that's something that exists for them. How does somebody get in the witch category? <laughs> how do you do that? Do you do something kind of? I don't know. I mean, there's, there's not like a DMV for witches. You know, you can't just like go get your license. <laughs> There's no Hogwarts, unfortunately. There should be, though. Yeah. I think witches are cool. I think I would. I think I would get along with a witch. Probably wow. More, probably more than like, like a someone that isn't a witch. Wait, what did you say? Repeat the last sentence. I would probably get along better with a witch than somebody that wasn't a witch. I think. I don't know what you said. Your shit breaks up. I don't know if it's the board or what it is. Look, loud and clear. <laughs> are you on a? Are you on a? Um, is it like the radio station phone? Um, so I have this plugged in um directly to the board. So I'm like in this lab right now. You know, um, I got all these these notches and these gadgets. I have all these microphones and I have these different like channels. And so like, are you know, are, are you using your cell phone? No, I'm not. Hell no. Oh, I actually okay. think my I yeah. So I mean, I I have a bazillion microphones here. So now I don't I, know why it's doing that. So I, I have two microphones up to my face r right now. Um, there, so that's it's, better. It's, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's you were just like breaking up. It sounded like a cell phone like breaking up. Yeah. I don't know. You know, what was interesting is I had. That's like way better. You fixed it. Yeah. So I had somebody on the show a couple weeks ago. And they actually had a radio show and a different, you know, r San Francisco radio station. I don't know if it's still up and running. Um, his name is Mike um, Denning. And um, he said that there was a time when they had a band come through and play. And sometimes, like, I'm sure, you, you know, you've had enough experience with a microphone and, you know, a PA system that sometimes, like, radio frequencies will, like, interfere and so he had this band that came in to play on his show, and there was all these weird, like, like there was somebody talking through the signal. What the fuck? <laughs> Can you, you imagine? Yeah, I know. We were talking about witches, and this automatically, like, just came out of that. I was like, I don't know. The um, the, the, media, or the radio ghosts, are, are they're out there, you know. I feel like the Latino spirits are just... I mean, in, in San Francisco and in Muni Radio here in the Mission District, there's something so, you know, authentic about being here in the Mission District. And you get a lot of, you know, what's wrong with doing some open, you know, outdoor comedy in, a, in the Mission District? I don't know. It's just. What? Are you talking about that complaint? Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is with the amount of people that like it and the neighbors that like, you know, what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe there's one neighbor out of the hundreds yeah, of neighbors. Yeah, I don't, I feel like it's just like housewives that never leave their house and they just take care of their babies all day and they literally have no control over anything in their lives and they're so fucking bored and they see like joy outside on the corner with like a bunch of people and they're like, oh hell no, like I'm shutting this shit down. It's like a, it's like an envy thing, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean like for me, personally and i i've gotten really lucky and i live in bernal i'm in bernal you're in the city or are you in the 
You spank? I'm in Oakland. Hell yeah. In Oakland, they don't call it an open container. They call it an Oakland. <laughs> what do they call it? Oh, it, no. What it's an it? Oakland container. <laughs> oh, wow. So you could bring anything. anything. Yeah, they don't give a fuck in Oakland. It's like Vegas, except with way more murders. Oh, but, wow. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. This is only my first year living here, so I'm I still love learning. Oakland. I'm an East Bay native. I'm from Castro Valley. Um, yeah. Kind of Santa Ramon, Santa Ramon, Castro Valley. And um, I remember when I got the keys to my first apartment in Oakland, my dad said that he would have been too afraid <laughs> to move there. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, like, I lived on uh, Claremont and uh, Telegraph. So they're calling that Temescal. So I lived there for a year. I lived next to a place called Kingfish Pub. I don't know if you heard of it. What is it? It's a swanky dive. Um, it was originally a bait and tackle um, place that, that opened in 1922. And so, it, you know, they were selling bait and beers out of a ice chest to the fishermen back when you could drink and fish. And so eventually it became a bar and they called it the Kingfish. So it's it's the ultimate dive. I feel like it's the Bay Area dive. And that goes, oh. you know, there's a lot of great dives. Is it there. in Oakland? It's in Oakland. And so this has some history behind it. So actually UC Berkeley... I used to be a dry campus at one point in the gosh, 30s or the 40s. It was a dry campus, so you couldn't drink on campus or within two miles of campus. So there was only there was two bars you could go to, and it was the Graduate and the Kingfish. And so, um, you know, there, gosh, I met some, some – I'm not trying to be ageist or anything, but, yeah, I met an old-timer. And I mean an old-timer. Old-timer. I mean an old-timer as a compliment. If I was, if, yeah, he, this guy, he went to law school. Yeah, UC Berkeley back, gosh, in like nice. the 50s or the 60s. Can you imagine this guy's, I'm talking to this yeah, guy those, at the bar. Those people are dope. Yeah, no, I'm all about the old timers. I hope one day that I could be credited for being an old timer. How old are you right now? I am 33. Oh. I'm feeling young, yeah. You seem maybe it's the summertime. Maybe it's the summertime. It's making me feel. Wait, better. are you the old? Are you like the oldest child in your family? Yes. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Oldest of five. Oh, okay. Got a whole. Yeah, you have like Golden a State you Warriors. have like a older yeah. older sibling vibe. Is that what it is? Are you not the older? What are where? Do you have I'm siblings? I'm the youngest. Okay. Wow, you're the youngest. You're the baby. So I'm then sick. people always look. Oh, shnikes, man. That's a. That's a lot of kids. So we're like the opposite sides of the sibling spectrum. Six kids under the same roof? Ah, uh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. My youngest nope. sister just graduated high school this year. You're 20. what? You're youngest? My youngest, yeah. So I'm the oldest of five, and my uh, sister is the youngest and she's 18 she just graduated high school happy graduation all those graduates out there uh yeah it just wild you know that's a pretty big age yeah. gap because I'm, I'm 33 and she's 18 that's that 15 crazy. years it's a good amount of time yeah here we are 2020 i saw this uh, meme on it was at a star wars 
meme. It said um, it was like a Back to the Future, and the first rule is to not set the year to 2020. Yeah. And I thought that was so great. Yeah, man. They were going to open up bars in San Francisco, and then Mayor Breed stopped it. Was that for the 30th or the 29th? Yeah. Yeah, so you know what is I saw – so what's really funny about people out there listening, like I actually saw that um, on an Instagram feed where somebody was like, you know, fuck, you know, London breed. And yeah. I'm just like, that's not very nice. <laughs> and I, was I don't thinking, like – And that's probably why. That's yeah, she makes, like, weird decisions, but it's just fucked up because they, like, announced it and got everyone excited, and then she stopped it, like, the very last second and was like, nope, we're not opening. Yeah, um, so that actually just it's came just to light to me and, you know, all the people out there listening, coming to But, you know, retails, retail places are open. Did you know that? I did not. Like, they're starting to open, so you can go inside and shop, but she doesn't want to open bars. Which, I don't know. I guess it makes sense because people are get like, drunk. What about hair salons? Fucking making out. And <laughs> get, like, coronavirus. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know what your situation is here because I, I've been single through this whole thing. Um, and it's been, it's been good. But for all those other people out there that haven't seen anybody in, like, three months to be in a bar situation, you have a drink and there's somebody that's being really nice, is really sweet or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? I, I, I just want bars to open because that's where we do all our comedy stuff is in bars. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of ideal. I, I've been really impressed, you know, with kind of this outdoor comedy that we've done here. The, yeah. the foot traffic um, that we've had and how responsible people have been. I yeah, think for some no, of those that's places, a great, gosh, that's a great show that she's doing. Yeah, and I feel like at Blondie's, gosh, I was at Blondie's and there, you know, there was some comedians and there was a good lineup. And we we're at Blondie's, and the place was, you know, had it was pretty much packed. Full of people. Wait, when? Blondie's. So Blondie's is about Valencia between 16th and. No, 17th. I know what it is, but when? Gosh, I want to say, you know what? I want to say it was January. It might have been. Oh, I thought. You- I thought you meant you just went because don't they have a don't they have a patio at Blondie's? Yeah, that's funny that you said that because I actually uh, it was a friend's birthday. We went to Mission Rock, uh, so that was the only place I knew that was open. But then when I drove back, and this was on Wednesday, um, I saw that Blondie's had some outdoor seating there, so that's definitely open too. There's definitely some stuff opening up. I think it's really kind of you know hilarious for me, you know. I feel like people aren't as judgmental during these times, but you know, I I'll go out on the street and play guitar on the street. You know, yeah. I think that this is this is a great time to do that. And I think before this whole lockdown, I don't know, with everything that's happening, it's raised a lot of consciousness, not just about just you know about everything. So I feel like mm-hmm. you know before this, you're playing guitar, playing music on the street. You're almost in, kind of in this. Uh, questionably housed category when now most people don't even have a job so <laughs> I know, we're all we're all hippies yeah so i feel like there's definitely and especially with you know everything else that's happening you know 
gosh, there's just so much going on that it's just raised consciousness of, of everything. There's a lot of great things coming out of this. I, um, I thought about adopting a, a, a dog maybe about two months ago, and I was like, maybe before I make that big of a qu commitment, maybe I should be a plant dad first. So I've been doing that and going strong. Um, you have a you have a garden and at your place in Oakland? No, but I feel bad for all the dogs and all the puppies that got adopted during this time because I wonder <laughs> I wonder how many of them are going to stick. You know? Yeah. I am, um, I'm very conscious of that. And you know what the deal is with me? And I, I know a lot of my you know friends, they, you know, have adopted from SPCA. I mean, that's really kind of the, the place to go and adopt. And so I went, I rolled down there, gosh, it was April. So the lockdown was, it was March 13th. That was when there was the national emergency was declared. And then, you know, two weeks later, because I, for my day job with the candy coffee thing, I'm working from home most of the time anyways. And so I was working from home as it was, but then when this lockdown, there was no interaction, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. I think most everyone went through that, especially if you don't have any roommates, it's just like the whole world stops and yeah. you're just one person living in a place by yourself. It's suspended like, in time. I can only play solitaire for so long. I see some people out there playing chess. I think I should get my chess game on, my virtual chess game. But I don't know. I oh, mean, Lord. Maybe I should find, like, an opponent, though. I should find someone Lord. that would be down. But, yeah. So, do you have a pet? <laughs> yeah, I have a pet. Um, I have a cat. Nice. Yeah, so, I've, you know, growing up, we had outdoor cats. Um, but indoor cat, I just don't even know what it'd be like. I mean, it's pretty... An indoor cat? The litter box is pretty much painless, right? Oh, my God. Are we really talking about litter boxes right now? No. No. Okay, good. Yeah. So, there's this... Um, have you ever heard of a... It's called a tiny desk concerts. Have yeah. you ever heard of that? Yeah, so it was really funny. I had this band, so we're doing something kind of like here at Muni where we're being conscious and abiding by the social distancing guidelines. But um, kind of what inspired me is, uh, was that there was this, uh, in Italy, there was this band that played from a deck. Do you remember? Do you remember seeing uh, that? No. Yeah, so what I thought, because, you know, we're and I got the neighbors in on it. We've been doing house shows, um, and we've, we've had some comedians over there. But, I mean, obviously with the current situation, having a bunch of people at your place isn't, you know, possible. So It is, if you have a backyard. Yeah, I mean, like, a bunch of people, me, I'm talking, like, 40-plus. Like, I'm thinking to be just conscious of everything, I feel like 10 people is, like, max. But I don't know. Do it. You should do it. 10 people, yeah, so... We, uh, we've been streaming, so we had this band over, and we streamed it. And so what's cool about the roof deck and where I'm at is that it, it looks over. It's, like, on the top of the hill, so my neighbors can go in their backyard and listen. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. I got to have a comedian over there, too. It'll be really fun. But, um, yeah, Tiki Desk. So instead of a tiny desk, it's Tiki Desk. Uh, Do you have an actual desk? It's a, it's actually, um, it's actually a bar. Oh. Yeah, but it's a desk too. And there's a, actually, 
a story behind it. And I don't know. I mean, when you found your place, I mean, you've been at your place in Oakland for a while. I mean, everyone knows that that hunting feeling when you're trying to, you know, get an apartment in San Francisco mm-hmm. Bay Area. That it's you know competitive, and yeah. and so that's kind of what is for me back in 2016. And so when I had uh, was in the market, I was living in a studio in downtown San Francisco and the Tenderloin, Tender Heights. I was on Geary Street. Um, Got a lot of heat uh, for living there. I think people were unconsciously biased of uh, systematic racism. It was strange because living there, I felt it. It was just like, oh my God, he lives in the Tenderloin. Oh my God, oh my God. And all these <laughs> privileged people. It's Why really would f- you live there though? Was the right hell a cheat? Um, so uh, I'm a logical thinker. And so I, I worked downtown. I was meeting with these businesses you know, during the week. And it didn't make sense because I lived where I was telling you before in um, in Oakland next to Kingfish Pub in Temescal or Rockridge. And so for me, I couldn't logist- logically move for myself, think about moving to the Sunset or the Richmond because it, I'd be moving further away from where I was living in Oakland. Like it's a better commute to live in Oakland and commute downtown than it is from Sunset in Richmond to commute downtown. So for me, because I am a logical thinker and I'm grateful for that, I don't know where that came from. The tenderloin though. What but it's Geary. It's Geary. Uh, so it was, I was on the top floor of this 11 story building as a building. It's just funny because they, they like make these super dope buildings and charge insane amount of rent for like, the tenderloin because they know people will do it because they're like oh the building's so nice and blah 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 but then you go outside and it's like fucking bad yeah there's a couple a couple places uh that i could think of right up the top of my head where it's like you're paying that much money and you step out to needles you know yeah i think dude, soma is actually worse in some parts of soma uh but for my place and where i moved to i lived uh on geary between uh geary and polk um in between Larkin and Polk Street. And so this building was built back in 1927, and I was on the top floor of this 11-story building. So I was in the penthouse, and I had these um, bay views so I could see clear across to the East Bay. I could see Mount Diablo. had these skyline views. It was breathtaking. And it was, you know, every 25, 26-year-old, at least for me, because, I don't know, the view was was awesome. I mean, so that's the how, answer. How much was your rent? Twelve fifty. I was paying twelve fifty for a oh, studio. Oh, Yeah, and so I lived there for four years. I mean, well, I normally when I first moved there, my intention wasn't to stay there for very long. Um, but then it seemed like the rent prices just skyrocketed. And so I lived there for about four years, and then I was just and so this all has a point. I was like. Okay, I'm 30 years old. I'm going to be 30 years old in a month. I can't be living in a fucking 450-square-foot studio the rest of my life. You know, I was like, I'm about to be 30. I have a real job. You know, like, I should live in a – have a, a place with a room. And that's what I felt like, and that's my opinion. That's not true. I mean, that isn't – but um, I was searching for every one-bedroom place available. And so I got really lucky with this place. Um, I have great landlords – and um, English isn't their first language. Um, they're from China. They're great. 
But um, they, they oh, said, check this out. No, so on the, the subject line, it said one bedroom, large private desk, like a desk that you sit in. But they meant large private deck. So it looked like a wow, scam. Wow, you are racist. No, you I'm not. You are racist. Oh, hell you no. That was racist. the opposite of racism. What <laughs> I just You're did. racist. No, I said, I said that they spoke a different language. It wasn't their first language. Yeah, but, but uh, you ain't got to bring up their fucking Craigslist spelling errors, though. Well, like, I think, on, well, well, with Mandarin, so with Mandarin, there, is, there are some words that, um, that are easily... Are you mansplaining kind of, Mandarin right now? Is that what's happening? You're mansplaining Mandarin? I don't know. I got relatives that are Chinese, so they know I'm not racist. Um, You're so, like, so the thing with Mandarin is... What Mandarin is... <laughs> Mandarin, that's really intimidating. You're a mansplainer. Yeah, you know, so that's that's kind of what it is, is um. Yeah, I mean, what that's where the you desk. Being a that, that's part of where the desk came from. Yeah. No, I don't even know. He lost me already. Yeah. So, are you sitting back in Oakland right now? Am <laughs> I sitting back in Oakland? Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Am this I is some Bay back? Area tennis, just across the bay. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, in in downtown Oakland, did um, gosh, there was a, there was some really fun kind of dive venues there. I did, I, did you ever? I don't know if you've ever been to Eli's Mile High Club. Did you ever go there? No, I don't know what that is. It is a dive in um, kind of Oakland. I'm trying to figure out. It's somewhere sandwiched in between downtown Oakland and I think it actually would be Temescal too. But um, it's this really, it's this kind of like this punk rock dive, and they got all these these benches outside, and yeah, I don't know. It's there's something about Oakland as just like, yeah, who doesn't love Oakland? <laughs> I mean, did you? So when you uh, were you part of that um, that comedy at Lake Merritt a couple weeks ago? I saw some pictures of that. How did you hear about it? I want to say it was um it was an acquaintance uh from here a friend gosh I can't remember who it was but I'd seen some like pictures or like stories of it and it looked really yeah. fun and I I feel like for that kind of thing what's cool about that and like if you're going and nobody was expecting it to be there it wasn't like the only people that would have been there were people that were there for the comedy yeah, well, there's a lot of people that sit in that area of the lake, but, um, yeah, I started it for, like, three weeks, so I was doing that, and then I stepped away. Are you going to bring it back? I mean, it's not, it wasn't my sound system, so the other dude is running it now, but. <laughs> oh, he took the torch, huh? Uh, yeah, but. Slippery, son of a I don't know. I think I'm going to buy, um portable PA and then because I want to start running shows in outdoor venues anyway yeah gosh you know what is um I wonder if someone out there this is my cousin yeah so <laughs> there was this uh this wedding so basically that they they got this PA system for their wedding and it's huge <laughs> I mean it's massive it's like yeah let me you could hear somebody from here <laughs> you know from Alameda you know from, yeah I mean it's just like it's so much 
And for me, I was just like, gosh, well, I have it at my place. It's almost like for my place, it's almost too much. Um, but I, I recently got a, a bigger car, so I feel like I could put it in the back. But it's um, it's this Roland PA, and uh-huh. it's got like and it just takes it has these, it's battery powered or can be battery powered and it just takes double A batteries, so it's like the easiest thing ever. But for I feel like it's kind of almost overkill unless you're doing something like you guys were doing. Um, at the park or the lake. Yeah, you're not using it. I am using it for home purposes, which I feel like it's being underutilized. Um, but how big is it? It's large. It's a trolley or whatever. <laughs> it's uh, it is a probably so I got two 10-inch, maybe four 10-inch speakers, and it's, I want to say about like, like 15 feet, or 15 feet, 15, no, no, it's more, it's bigger than that, hold on a second here, it's like, hold on a second here, it's about two feet, it's like 24 inches, and up high, and then it's like 15 inches wide. That's not bad. Yeah, but I mean, it is pretty cumbersome. I mean, taking this, it almost it's like a like, mini fridge, like a mini fridge. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's actually probably about dead on. It's a little more. It's not as sharp around the edges, but um, it's about the same size. And so it's, you know, for this tiki desk and everything. I mean, it's basically you could, you could use this speaker for anything. But for me, personally, like. Me personally, as an artist, as a person, like being cool is the last thing that I want to be. Like I, that's the I'm the least coolest person. That's why I feel like that's kind of where I'm at. And I feel like if I bring that out, it's like <laughs> saying that I'm cool. It's like I'm Does so that... cool because I have this big speaker and gonna blow you away. You know, that's what it. This speaker, yeah. But it it'd be great if maybe, yeah. I think comedy and that kind of thing. It's it's maybe more for that i mean i got this little guitar speaker here um that i use and i mean i could belt it out like you know i could belt it i don't really does need it have a does it have a microphone uh so this one for this little mini guitar amp it doesn't have a microphone um yeah i don't know i'm totally down to i don't know if you want to experiment and go out to the lake and if you need a pa i mean this is like a 600 hundred dollar pa i'm probably just gonna buy my own but i was i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna order one or wait till guitar center opens yeah i mean i uh, you know had a an artist come through and um, we have some prints and i looked everywhere to try to get some picture frames because i just didn't want to I did everything to not give Jeff Bezos my money. I went to Target. I went to Ikea. <laughs> I waited in line for two hours. And they didn't have the right size frame. And for me, it's like, you know, maybe framing pictures isn't my area of expertise to begin with. But they didn't have, I mean, I had no other choice but to go to Amazon. It really killed me because I, I would I rather know, give, I would rather give my money you know, I'd rather give the dough, you know, my money to a local um, business, but yeah. Where do you buy your guitar stuff at? Do you buy it at a guitar center? So that's what I normally would. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't 
know if it's public, but Guitar Center got looted pretty badly. When? Um, gosh, a month or two ago. In yeah. San Francisco? Yeah, that's the word on the street. The word on the street is that they got looted and everything on the bottom floor was hijacked. Damn, so people made out with some dope shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there weren't even any protests going on around there. And, I mean, you'd think that they would have some legit uh, security system um, because it's Guitar Center. Did they steal guitars? Yeah. They got away with all that. Yeah. And so, for me, like, then they answer your your question in regards to, yeah, so, I mean, I have all these guitars. (sighs) I mean, so many. And um, I have... You have what? What do you have? I have a, I have guitars. I have a lot of guitars. Let me have one. You have one? No, it said let me have one. I have one that I'm going to be donating to Mutiny, I think, but I need it. Don- donate th- one to me. Gosh, you know, is I think I have a I, – I don't know. I have more guitars than I can – I don't know. But, let me um, buy so, one. So what it was, yeah, totally. I, I have an extra one. But when you break the what strings – What color is it? It's red. Oh, we have it. <laughs> I think the first electric guitar I ever played was red. I remember, um, yeah, gosh, that was a long time ago. It was the summer of 1992. I want to learn how to play um, electric. I feel like electric, so someone had said that if it's not plugged in, it's not rock and roll. And I forget who said yeah. that, but they were definitely credible, like rock star. And I feel like yeah. there is a truth to that. Like if it's... If you're playing some acoustic guitar, like that's cool, but I feel like you gotta really plug it in. And I think yeah. it's way more, yeah. And it's a little bit easier to, to, to play on too, you know. Get, you know, regular acoustic guitar, you know, you really gotta manhandle it. Did someone teach you, or how did you learn? I was uh my my cousin is about five years older than me, oh, and yeah. uh, so. He was like the older brother. I mean, mentioned earlier that I'm the oldest sibling in in my family, and so he was the oldest. He was like my big brother, basically. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I, nice. I, I thought he was the coolest. I still think he's the coolest. Um, but yeah, so he kind of, he kind of like. I think he wanted. I think he was thinking. He's like, you know, I want my. I think he wanted me to be a rock star or something. I don't know because it just kind of thinks like who, because you know when you're talking about music, you talk about whatever it is. It's someone's opinion, you know. But he he very like he told me he was like J W. He was like, just make it your own style, you know. So if, like if I was trying to play something, then I would end up writing something else because I'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna you know. And that's kind of how it all happened. I mean, I. Yeah, I feel like it's improv. I mean, that's the only way I, th- I feel like that's the way I could relate to, you know, you know, somebody as a comedian use that as their artistic outlet is that it's improv. I'm throwing basically just like paint at the wall and just seeing what sticks. And and that's kind of what it, you know, with with music like comedy, I feel like, you know, it's through the sound waves. And so when I'm when I'm doing this, when I'm creating it, I'm actually writing the songs and writing the music as I'm recording it. Like it's some of it is like just part of an idea. And so I don't know if that's something that, you know, is for you and what you're doing, if that's something that you do, if you try to record a set and go back and kind of pick it apart. But um, 
yeah. So that's kind of what it was. My cousin also is a huge computer nerd. And I mean that in a good way. Being a nerd is a compliment for anyone out there listening. Um, he built me like this digital audio workstation, which is like, you know, f- on a computer. I was like, I was recording at such a young age. It was, it was crazy. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, you seem to like have your set pretty well memorized. Well, it's natural. Like when you, when I've seen yeah. you like do your set, like it's pretty natural. Like you're not sitting there with a little, you know, napkin with your, you know, your list on it or anything. Like yeah. you seem to be, you seem to have it pretty. It's either like maybe you're just natural, or you have some sort of way of you know of with you you know perfecting your craft where you just. For me, I have to listen to it. There's there's songs that I've written where like I made it up and like I couldn't remember how I sang it or I couldn't remember how I played it on the guitar. Like there was this um song that I had written and the guitar solo, you know, that I did it was made up on the spot. I wasn't sitting like, you know, I I made it up and I couldn't even play something that I that I wrote. I'm just like I had to listen to it a hundred times to remember how this solo went. Um, but I feel like with comedy, kind of like with music, depending on where you're doing your set, it's kind of it's different. Yeah, it's different for each crowd. Yeah, you've been at the depending, I mean, depending on what they want to hear. Did I see you at the punchline? Maybe. I, gosh, I want to say that I saw a picture. It was you or or something. No, you were, yeah, you were smashing what? sets. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't doubt it. Always, always got the sets going. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of where it is, is that for me, I kind of, at a young age, I just kind of thought of life as being an art form. And the, the music was just kind of the thing, but um, I don't know. I mean, I could relate in the sense that, like, you could do the same set 10 different places and get 10 different reactions. Yeah, fluid. I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's interesting, too, because, I, you know, I feel like, you know, for the music side is that, there's a lot of these high-energy rock and roll bands here in San Francisco, more than you would think. And, you know, maybe playing at a vino bar isn't the right um, venue. But if you could take that kind of rock and roll and kind of adapt it, like instead of having a full drum set and have somebody with a, like a guru or like a shaker, <laughs> you know, can you yeah. imagine? I don't know. I just, um, I feel like, you know, maybe similar with comedy too. Like you could, you could kind of adapt your, your style on the venue. And I feel like you actually do have that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, comedian, I could tell, I don't, oh God, I, man, I was in tears. definitely adapt. We're all about adapting. <laughs> yeah. And then like the audience becomes part of the set. That's always fun. Yeah. Like that, yeah. I saw Dave so, Chappelle. Was that? Oh, what? What? I saw Dave Chappelle at the Punchline back in 2017. That was a that was a barn burner. That was so 
ridiculous. I was in tears, like, laughing the whole time. I wasn't even drunk or stoned or anything. I think I was just pure, like, he's really just that funny. Yeah. Um, it's 5.10, so I'm going to go now. Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. We'll see you in a little bit. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Cool. Keep on smashing. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Radio.fm. We are doing uh, an outdoor comedy here at 7 o'clock. Um, I am uh, messing around with, with, uh, with Spotify. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting platform. Uh, be curious. I mean, I, I'm using it mainly just because I'm a musician myself and it seems to be the most accessible. So, I mean, you, you just have to get through like the 20 ads before you listen to the, the song. Which um, actually there was a thing like that with a was it Apple Music when they it came out with the new iPhones when you're forced to listen to a band which I don't even want to mention their name but they would uh they would you would be forced to listen to one of their songs before you could play your own set list it was just like people were getting greedy they want to get their stuff listened to four billion times. Or something, um, and so they make it so you have to. So I mean, right here, I'm trying to play a local rock and roll band here, um, and I gotta listen to the weekend for three minutes before I can even. Yeah, it's probably like maybe I gotta pay like a hundred dollars a a year, but um, that is not a way to get people to listen to music. But Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, yeah. So I uh just want to listen to music, don't they? I mean, now I got Lady Gaga uh, going here. Um, trying to play this this band here, so just you know, anyone out there listening in in this lockdown, um, this versus liquor bar, metal instrumental band, St. Mary's Pop, and they got this uh, Bloody Mary mix, which is, I mean, if you don't like Bloody Marys, I mean, this is the ultimate Bloody Mary mix. And it's a local business too. So I was there and I was walking around and they're doing the uh, Bloody Marys by the bar. Which is, it's a good mix for just messing around. And someone was mentioning uh, about that if you haven't lost your marbles by now in this lockdown, you might be considering it. I think, you know, it's really real to me. You know, serious questions with the, with the mental health as well. I mean, People are eating out of their marbles and and being locked up like this for three months. Dre was talking about he was just talking about how they even breed and so they go ahead and open it out of these bars and they're forcing it and it's this like body of work. Oh, by the way, man, just just what happened to soul? Uh, there was a so San Luis Obispo and LA are a little bit more open than than the Bay Area. But it's pretty sleepy. So, I mean, even if you're, you know, trying to get out of town, that um, you c- you're going somewhere and it's just, it's it's half open. Things are things are half open everywhere right now, it seems like. So, I mean, you're trying to get away. You can't even get away. You can't even go to uh, Mexico.
Cabo San Lucas or something right now would be great. I wonder if things are starting to open up down there. So, um, yeah, here we are on the, uh, the, um, the Spotify thing. So I had a, it was a local honey. So they're, uh, Texas, in Houston, Texas. And so we, uh, we played a, I think I called in a couple weeks ago and we played, um, some of their, you know, fresh tracks on the air, but it was the same thing. But, um, I do, I do adore Lady Gaga. I'm a big fan. So for her. These uh these playlists are definitely it feels like it's so do 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 ah do 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 yeah so anyways yeah so the Lucys they're a lo- local rock and roll band here they just dropped a new single today um the uh, Spotify thing is just Can't stand Spotify. So we have um, an outdoor comedy going on at seven o'clock. Hope to see you here. We are going to be uh, closing out the show here um, with the uh, Candyman theme. Um, it's a song called Lightning. Um, by Sunk here in San Francisco, local band, everyone's on the the lockdown, Um, and these ads, just uh, how much money are people making off these ads? Thank you all for tuning in. The JW Mega Wake Show. We have another uh, week of this. We've got Fourth of July coming up. Hope to see you soon.
Don't tell me this is the right way Cause there is no such way (laughs) 